Thank you for checking out this week's edition of Hello Lakeshore. Of course, I'm Craig. And I'm Ash with United Way. Uh, our guest this morning, Ash, we haven't seen this young lady in a while. It's been a minute, but it we're has. happy to have her. Thank you. You're actually a new hostess to this podcast. I met your former sure. predecessor, <laughs> so I'm grateful to be on today. So happy to have you. And we have Amber Dogs, CEO of Grow It Forward. Welcome, yes. welcome. Thank you. <laughs> How is everything at Grow It Forward it right now? It has been very busy. We have seen quite an uptick in need uh, for people in our community, from our food pantry to our community meals. Um, as you know, some of the surplus funding from FoodShare has gone away. In our county, that equates to a million dollars less per month mm. um, since about March uh, in less food share supplies. So the government had said that individuals should reach out to 211, United Way Resource, to contact food pantries to help supplement uh, households' need. But um, as you know, uh, with increased costs of food as well, the pantries are, are kind of struggling on food resources. So right now, I would say to any of the individuals listening to this podcast, please support your local pantries in either food donations or also with um, cash donations as well, which allows us to purchase goods at a wholesale rate. Any of the food pantries in our community from Salvation Army, Peter's Pantry, yeah. St. Vincent de Paul, Grow It Forward, Crusaders of Husistia, uh, True Rivers Ecumenical Pantry, we all are needing resources right now. Um, we're serving thousands of individuals in our community, and we can't do this without the community's help. So I just put a plea out there right now. The need is at an all-time high. And, um, you know, we're transitioning out of some of those um, safety nets as we've had for the last several years. Mm -hmm. And uh, as we transition, we, we need the help now more than ever. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and there's so much that you do outside of the pantry work that helps meet the needs. So one of the things that I know you've had in the works for, I think, a couple of years now, but I'll let you speak to it a little bit more, sure. is uh, your Feed Our Future backpack program. Yep. So in 2021, we started our backpack program. Uh, what this is, is during the school year, we work with social workers at particular schools in the public school district, providing at least 10 items for children to have to eat over the weekend. So we have heard from some of our principals and social workers that the children come back sometimes from the weekend because they don't have the support of school lunch or school breakfasts and are quite hungry when they return to, to school on Mondays. So what we're providing is two lunches for Saturday and Sunday, supper for Friday, Saturday and Sunday, and snacks to go for the weekends as well, and breakfast items for the weekend also. Those 10 items, they vary from things like oatmeal and small cereal packets to fresh fruit to uh, easy to heat or reheat items uh, for kids because if it's going to maybe a kindergartner or first grader, their uh, use of the microwave might not be as skilled as maybe a third grader or fourth sure. grader. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but in our first year, we were providing a little over 150 uh, individual food bags to kids in two schools. And uh, this year, we've actually been approached by Trivers School District to also help meet, meet the needs in their community as well. Mm -hmm. As you can imagine, 10 items per 150 kids you know, that's 1,500 individual items every weekend for the entire school year. So that's, you know, several hundred thousand individual food items that we need. And, you know, by receiving cash donations, we're able to buy, buy in surplus bulk wholesale um, food and let the donor's dollar stretch even further. That's pretty important with this project because, 
you know, you could go out and certainly buy cereal or macaroni and cheese or, you know, Little Debbie snack cakes and, yeah. and donate those to our program, which we also accept, but we can get even more food for less money. Mm-hmm. And that's um, just a wise donor dollar use. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And this program is, how long has it been around? Um, since 2021 in our okay. organization, but there are other organizations that have participated in a similar program. Um, I know that, um, I'm trying to remember what church it is in Manitowoc, uh, Redeemer Lutheran has provided um, food resources for kids on weekends through Jefferson Elementary. And then Michigan School District also has a food program. So this is not something that's, you know, brand new. There are many schools throughout the country that are recipients of a similar program as well. Yeah. And it takes um, people power to get this done as well as you mentioned the donations. So volunteers help pack. Absolutely. So we, we love having volunteers of all different ages. There was a family last year that came in every Sunday and they helped, um, with their two youngest kids pack food bags for for kids in need. So that was really special for those children to be able to be involved in the mission. Uh, It's an easy project, um, you know, filling up items. We have kind of a a turnstile of boxes with the items in them, and then they just fill the bags. And then we have another volunteer that brings them to the schools for us, which is really helpful. Mm. It allows us to do even more in our mission on a daily basis with the help of volunteers. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, I mean, making a huge difference for those kiddos, especially over the weekend when access to food is limited for some of our kids. That's right. And, you know, during the pandemic, there was also support where all the schools received free uh, lunch and breakfast, but that COVID um, program actually has come to an end, and we've gone back now to free breakfast and lunch only to households that qualify. So there's been a a shift in that program as well. And, um, you know, we know that when children are eating well, they're better focused in the classroom. They do better on test scores, which you know, ultimately allows for more opportunities for school districts as well in terms of funding and resources. So this impact um, of this program as well as other food programs for our schools is necessary if we want our kids to be operating at their highest and best selves. And a huge ripple effect on on the community as a whole. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, Yeah, I was just going to say something like that. Yeah. Now, for people who want to participate, do they bring it right to you guys or a place that grow it forward we yeah. can bring it to? So we are accepting donations right now of, of financial means. Okay. You go to our website to do so, or you can also drop off a check uh, by coming to our office. Our office hours are Monday through Friday from 9 until 5, and we are located at 1501 Marshall Street in the former St. John's Church. If they want to go online, they can go to our website, which is grow54220.com. Uh, you can also call us. We're willing to even go and pick something up if, if sh- you should want oh. us to pick up a donation. Oh, okay. Uh, we've, we've picked up uh, food donations from, from people's homes. We've had individuals actually send uh, and deliver groceries through like the Walmart uh, mm-hmm. shopping app as well. Sure. So we can accept it that way. We've had individuals go and make Costco runs and they want to do a drop off by us again anytime Monday through Friday from 9 until 5. We're willing to accept those donations. Fantastic. I didn't know you guys did the pickup thing. 
Yep. We're, we're willing to meet you where you're at. Uh, you know, we're just grateful to have, uh, the abundance shared with our community and to make sure that our kids are operating at their fullest and brightest selves. So, you know, this takes a whole village really to lift up these children and we're just grateful for all the gifts we receive. Yeah. And I just want to switch gears just a bit before we run out of time, because you have some exciting stuff in the pipeline here. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? (laughs) Yes, we have been very busy. So at the beginning of uh, July, we actually shut down our cafe, which was taking place in our community food center at 15th and Marshall Street, because we are moving it to 921 South 8th Street, which is the former Hardy Olive a location in downtown Manitowoc. Yeah. We've had a little bit of hiccups in terms of supplies and contractors and getting all of those things lined up. But we're anticipating an opening towards the middle or end of September. So if you're wanting to, um, you know, kind of follow along with our project, you can follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page just for the cafe, which is called Harmony Cafe and Juicery. Um, or, or we also share that information on Grow It Forward's Facebook page. Or you can find us on our website, again, grow54220.com. How exciting. I look forward to that. Nice downtown location for you. It's so. beautiful. And yeah. all of the profits that we make in that cafe go back to helping our further programs at Grow It Forward from our food pantry to our community meals to our hydroponic farm to our community garden to education, which we have a whole lineup of education, which is new, and you can find out all of our um, free educational programs for the next year on our website as well. All right. Hey, Amber, terrific stuff. Thank Thank you, you. Amber. We appreciate being here. We'll be looking for that new place any day now downtown. Absolutely. Can't wait. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Hello Lakeshore, brought to you each week by the United Way of Manitowoc and Seahafer Broadcasting.